What up, what up, what up, sports heads? This is Cowboy. Welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What it do, KC, Lee 86, live in the flesh. What's up, DB's 1492, live and direct. All right, all right. We were uh, trying to get together what we were going to talk about today, and I, I guess I'm ahead of myself, sports heads, but could have swore we did this, but – uh. Maybe, maybe I think we had phone conversations. That's what it was. That's, that's what's throwing me off because we always talk about these games outside of the pod. But uh, Lamar Jackson uh, showed us exactly what he was, a running back, <laughs> fell to the uh, Buffalo Bills. What was it, 17-3? Uh, uh, they only was able to acquire three points, and his legs didn't get her done this week. Uh, Buffalo's defense pretty much had them clamped, and they are moving on to the AFC championship game. Fellas, what do you think about the uh, running back slash, I guess, QB, Lamar Jackson falling to the Bills? Yeah, it was was to be expected. It was just a matter of time when the Ravens were going to get booted out. Um, I expect to see a little bit more from them. But like you said, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to go as far as his legs take them. Um, get a tremendous amount of taking away the run, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Dobbins. You know, Buffalo just really manned up. You know, we, they didn't look too good themselves either. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's another day's discussion. Uh, like you said, Buffalo advanced to the ASC championship game uh, to uh, earn themselves a trip here to Arrowhead this Sunday. But, uh, yeah, short and sweet. Uh, the Ravens did not look good. Um their defense was kind of keeping them around, keeping them in games. But like you said, the Ravens really just did not have nothing going. Josh Allen and Diggs was able to create some type of spark on their end to, um, like you said, Cal, um, get the 17-3 to win over the Ravens. But it's always sharp good with the Ravens. You know, they always hit this hit this hiccup in the road where they can't find offense with Lamar Jackson, their general. So, yeah, like you said, Buffalo is moving on. Salah pretty much uh, had for Buffalo and the um, – I mean, for the uh, Baltimore and the Bills uh, recap. I'm going to attack this from a different angle because I know you guys are going to squash the black man as he splattered all over himself on Saturday night. Uh, I would say this – as far as the Baltimore Ravens go. Yeah, it's on Lamar, but you also have to evolve that offense past that option um, system that they run over there. And, yeah, that's your bread and butter. And, yes, you're a a run-style physical team, but you have to at least give the notion towards the defense in a playoff matchup that, that you can threaten them deep in the passing game and at least move the ball that way, even if it's short passing game. Um, because, I, I mean, 
Yeah, he's a running back, but you, as far as the coaching staff and the organization, you have to uh, evolve the player past what they have. And yes, he's, um, you know, evolved, I guess, I guess, gotten better over the three years, but it's still to the point where it's in the playoff and it's matchup on matchup. And then a team's going to take away what you do best, unless you're just this elite team. And they're kind of, you know, not, I wouldn't say top-tier team. I guess the the tier below that. And then I'm going to flip it over to this other side because if you think about it, uh, the uh, the Bills threw the ball 25 times in a row, and they only mustered up 10, uh, 10 points offensively in this game. The other seven came from a uh, pick six, 101-yard uh, return that Lamar Jackson threw. So, um, yes, the Buffalo Bills, you know, stopped their run. But um, as far as on offense, they didn't look too clean in my eyes as well. Uh, It was just that Baltimore's offense was so bad that, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills offense didn't have to do much. Yeah, to me it wasn't a statement game by Buffalo saying, like, hey, we're – we're here to take the crown. Uh, they just did enough to get it done. Like you said, uh, the Ravens, the offense was so terrible uh, that they were able to just escape uh, with that victory. But uh, the Buffalo didn't, didn't – to me, yeah, they won it, but they didn't solidify themselves as a team. Like, hey, we're here. We're going to win. You know, we're elite. We're on the level, same level as the Chiefs. I didn't get that from that game at all. Right. Right. And – you know, it's just kind of interesting to see where this whole Lamar Jackson in this system of the Ravens go for the near future. Uh, it was announced today that they're actually supposed to release Mark Ingram today at some point. I don't know if that happened yet, but um, Ingram will not be in the plans. Dobbins basically came in and just overshadowed what Ingram did the prior two years. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting to see, and not to mention Lamar Jackson actually went out in this game with a concussion. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like what we're going to get into um, with our Chiefs and Pat. Um, like Pete was saying, you have to find a way to evolve, to evolve that offense, you know, not having Lamar Jackson do so much and put so much on his shoulders because, as we all know, one play can change things at the drop of a hat. So it's kind of like, hey, he, he's going to have to evolve his game eventually. Yeah, uh, like I said, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it this way, not to put so much on his shoulders, to put so much on his legs because that's the only way they can win games. Uh, at this point, I haven't seen progression at all. Who is he throwing to, Kyle? At all, huh? Who is he throwing to? He ain't. You're right. He ain't throwing to no motherfucking body. You got yeah, the I mean, tight ends, and then you're. I guess Hollywood Brown is not going to cut it. Then you go and get Des Bryant. That's not. That's not no help. No defense yeah. threatened by that. That that one year, uh, I guess was was I guess was last year, he was killing the game with his tight ends. But he, he lost one of them. 
they figured that out. So, you know, like you say, he doesn't have any, a top receiver to throw it to, but let's say this beats. If he does get somebody that's a threat, can he get it to him? Well, that's that's going to be on that coaching staff this upcoming offseason. If, if, you, if you're able to get in there with the players and have an a offseason program, and you, you're going to have to evolve that offense past, um, past what they do um, just running the ball and with that option, um, pistol option, whatever they run over there. So, and I, and, and and I agree. If they get some superstar studded speedsters that's willing to take the top off, it goes back to like what Cal just said. Are they going to Are they going to always outrun Lamar Jackson on, or is Lamar Jackson going to consistently be able to get it to them? I don't. I don't. Think, I, don't I don't. I don't think he will. To to go back on that point, not to harp on this too long. I don't think. I think he has enough arm. I just think his accuracy is not there. And then even in that game, I was on the phone with one of you guys, and I'm like, he's not anticipating the like. The, he's not leaving the receivers. He's waiting for them to be open, and then he throws it to him. And then if he does throw it to him, he's behind him. He doesn't leave the receiver to where they can catch the ball and then run, if that makes sense. Right. Well, uh, times he'll see uh, what the Ravens' offense will do, man. Because they're going to have to do something, man. Uh, it's not getting it done with what they're presenting uh, these last few years. They finally did get a playoff win, but it was still an early exit uh, to be expected. Uh, so, I don't know there, you know. Uh, it ain't, look, it ain't looking too good for them with that offense. Now let's make some changes. Um, but let's go on to the Buccaneers and the Saints, man. This is a heartbreaker here. Uh, the Wiley vet, the legend, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league, one of the most respected quarterbacks in the league, Drew Brees, has failed to the fucking poor Tom Brady. Uh, like I said, it's sad. Uh, it was a pretty competitive game. It was going back and forth, and Drew came up 10 points short uh, to the loss to the uh, Buccaneers. Fellas, what is your thoughts on that heartbreaker loss down there in New Orleans? Uh, nothing too much with this game. Um, like you said, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers was able to go into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and uh, hand the Saints a nail 30 to 20. Um, this game really came down to the costly mistakes from Drew Brees. Um, I felt like they were in this game, but they just did not have enough to to basically deflect the costly and untimely picks from Drew Brees. That was very monumental in this game. Um, like they, like I said, they had some offense. They were able to move it up and down the field. But those interceptions Drew um, threw were just monumental and too, too much to overcome in this ball game. Tampa Bay um, has some consistency with their offense, with Leonard Fournette uh, running the ball, Mike Evans, you know, um, doing what he does, and uh, even Antonio Brown here and there. Um, but 
Yeah, Tampa Bay did what they had to do. They capitalized off those turnovers by Breeze. Uh, we don't know if that um, – we don't know what, what Drew's future holds, but um, it's more than likely that was his last time um, being in the Superdome as the Saints quarterback. You know, um, has to take the offseason and think about it, you know. But, yeah, um, you hate to see – Hate to see the old Wally vet, the old future gold jacket, you know, go out like that. But it, it was the clash of the two gold jackets, like I called it. And it was good, but Drew just had some shortcomings in that one. And Saints are moving. I mean, the Buccaneers are moving on with Tom Brady to an NFC championship game. That's all I pretty much got for that. Yeah, Lee kind of just said it. Um, those uh, three turnovers, three interceptions were – the deciding factors in those games, you know, they're the – give Tampa Bay credit on their defense for coming up with those picks because I believe that – excuse me, New Orleans had opportunities to get interceptions on Tom Brady where they just didn't come up with the ball. Um, so, um, I mean, it is what it is. But I would say this. Uh, do you think this past decade since – they won the Super Bowl in 09, I believe, was that with the equivalent of AR's uh, non-existent uh, Super Bowl appearances since he only has one. Um, do you think it was kind of a waste, if uh, a wasted career at New Orleans as far as the opportunity and what they were able to do with Drew Brees at the helm if he does uh, set to retire? Yeah, um, I do think it was kind of a waste. I mean, you had one yeah. Super Bowl appearance with him at the helm, him and Sean Payton, you know, um, with their one-two, with their one-two thing that they got going on there in New Orleans. Um, I really do. I feel like there was a lot of years to where they put bare to none around Drew to really help him. And like you said, since 09, <laughs> he's 11, 12 years removed from a Super Bowl game. So it's kind of like, yikes. The numbers, the, 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 number this, the numbers this guy put up, it's just like he had weapons, but it's just, it's like when the offense was clicking, when they put offensive weapons around them and they had good offenses all these years, they was rolling, but no defense. So it's just like, I don't think I don't think enough was never around Drew. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, yeah, I ain't gonna say it was wasted because he accomplished a lot down there. Uh, as far as uh, the passing yardage and the things that he was accomplishing down there within that offense, yeah, they only got one Super Bowl, but everybody, you guys know this more than anybody. It's hard to get back to that, especially you know the way these Super Bowl teams. Uh, form. Then, you know, after the Super Bowl is won, it's kind of a blow-up of the team. Luckily, our Chiefs haven't went through that yet, but it's going to come at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the thing. Like, if you just if you just say hindsight 2020, Pat, Pat plays 15 years in this league and has a success like Drew Brees, like we know that's pretty much going to happen or, or he's going to surpass that and more. But you just say one Super Bowl, 
within those 15 years Pat Mahomes played. You know the capability that it has. You're going to say that was a waste of the talent of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, Cal. I, I just didn't word it right, I guess. Yeah, I guess in that perspective, yeah. I'm just saying with the talent like that and you were only able to – you didn't even get back there. Right. Nah, that's I mean, I, those, even though they got cheated that one year. Years. Yeah. And all those years that they were so close, then you had the Minnesota the Minnesota Miracle mm-hmm. where Diggs caught the touchdown on them at the end. That was really gut-riching. Yeah for that organization. Um, they should have been in the Super Bowl that year. But, yeah, to me, all the numbers that that cat was putting up, man, and only to be there one time and not be able to really get back there, yeah, that's just like, man, all that good time. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough way to go out, man. Uh, he kind of left us in limbo last year. Um, not deciding if he was going to come back later. So we'll see what happens with Drew, man. Like, uh, it was a tough L, man. And they, they constantly been having tough losses in these playoffs, like you said, with last year and everything like that. So mm-hmm. we just hate to see him fall like that. But if it's the end of Tom Brady, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Drew Brees, I mean, hell of a career, man. Wish he could have got more Super Bowls. But Job well done, yeah. Drew. Yeah, job done. Uh, now, this is what we've been chopping at the bitch for, man. Hold on, go into the Green Bay <laughs> game. First. Oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Green Bay, <laughs> uh, Green Bay, and um, uh, Rams. Who the Green Bay Rams. The Rams, yeah. Uh, Green Bay took care of the game as we expected. Sam Dardo, man, val- valiant effort, young man, valiant effort, man. I know you was trying your best to be out there on the field. And What's his name? Cal? He wasn't able. Sam Donald, uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah, I know what I meant to say. Sometimes I get names. I butcher names. Sorry about that. Aaron Donald. I said that. I say Sam Donald. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I always get them. Same last name, but yeah. Anyway, Mr. Aaron Donald. Valiant effort, man. Uh, goddamn. Uh, he tried. He tried. But uh, AR was successful. And beating the Rams. Uh, so, what do you guys got on this game? Because I didn't really watch a lot of it. Because I kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, like you said, the Rams gave a very, um, you know, um, solidified effort to try to go in and take Aaron Rodgers down. It was working for a little bit. They were kind of staying at bay with Green Bay. But it was just kind of like one of those things. You knew Green Bay was – about to really press the accelerator, and that's what happened. Mm. But like you said, uh, shouts out to Aaron Donald for his performance playing with, you know, torn rib cartilages and things of that nature. And you can tell he was not the same um, in that game. But, you know, the Terminator went out and tried to do what he could. But it, short and sweet, it was just not enough. And then you had a 75% quarterback in Jared Goff that was dealing with the thumb as well. So that team was basically their two captains on both sides of the both sides of the ball were hobbled. So short and sweet AR did what he had to do. Um we kind of know we kind of knew that like you said um we all went with Green Bay. But um 
yeah, that's all I have on that. Uh, Green Bay did what they had to do, and um, we'll um, advance into the championship game to play the Buccaneers. So it should be a hell of a game. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much like you guys said. I mean, Green Bay took care of business. They were running the ball. They got uh, Devontae Adams into the game, into the flow. Uh, Lazard, I don't know the man's first name, but um, I guess number 13, the other wide receiver, I like him, um, what they're doing with him, too. Uh, he's kind of like their shot play guy, too, when they try to take away uh, Devontae, you know. Um, but um, the running game with Aaron Jones, actually, they got three running backs, and I kind of like that. They got Aaron Jones. I guess all of them got dreads or whatever. Uh, they they got some rookie that um, and then somebody else, but they got like a three headed monster down there that run the run rock down there. So um, Green Bay is very balanced to me. I know we're gonna get to it in the pregame for uh, later on this week for the uh, championship games, but um, to me, I think that Shaman. I'm interested to see what the Rams do with Jerry Goffin's offseason. I know. You know, he's owed some some dough, but uh, it seems like uh, Sean McVay is very, very disappointed that uh, he kind of has to lay everything out on a silver platter for this cat to succeed, and he can't do anything off script and make something out of nothing when the play call, uh, you know, fails to get somebody open. He can't go off script and make something happen. Um, with, with whether even running the ball or, you know, just buying some time so somebody can get open and then, you know, give it a flick of the wrist. Um, so if you heard his press conference after that game, he was like, yeah, my quarterback did a good job. But uh, he was just like, eh, you know, seemed very, uh, very disappointed in that. So I'm interested to see what the Rams do with that because they do have a talented defense. You do have your staples over there. And if you can get a, uh, you know, a, a quarterback that's, you know, not so uh, dear in the headlights when some pressure comes his way. And granted, yes, I, I do give him credit for gutting it out and, you know, playing with the, uh, with the broken thumb or whatnot. It's just not good enough. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, he had some uh, pretty good strikes in that game, though. Uh... With the alien, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, it just, huh? yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm saying like the dude was, dude has to be like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily knocking his, uh, you know, within the offense. If it's not that it has to be wide open, but if the person is open, he can get it there. It's just like when, when a play breaks down and the defense got it figured out. Can you make something out of nothing like like a Patrick Mahomes or even sometimes with Lamar Jackson with running the ball or a Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or an AR type of cat, you know? Because um, that's from the NFL podcast that I listen to and from the insiders that come on as guests, um, they're alluding that Sean McVay is pretty, uh, pretty upset um, that he doesn't have a – a, uh, a quarterback that can, uh, you know, when the play breaks down, he can make something out of nothing. Yeah, he can't. 
he can't improvise, like you said. Uh, even Justin Herbert has that in his mm-hmm. game to where he can slide to the left a little bit, slide to the right, you know, to buy a little bit more time. You're absolutely right. It seems like when pressure gets to him and that pocket starts breaking down, he's buckling as well. And he's not he's not he's not improvising outside the rams of that. So I do you know, that is interesting to see as well. You know, because I did pay attention to McVay after that game and he was real he, you know, it was just things was just kinda like, Yeah, okay, but things was very passive to him. Like you could tell he was upset. But, you know, Jared Goff is like that. He can't he is not a improvising quarterback, short and sweet. Yeah. I get what you guys are coming from. I mean, he's pretty uh statue. It's like a statue in that pocket. <laughs> uh but we'll see what happens with the Rams and their quarterback. But like I said, uh great effort by uh the Rams defense for trying, man. Uh all right, man. Now this game here went totally the other way than we all thought. Uh, the Kansas City uh, – I'm sorry, the uh, Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, I'm just going to get off some of the stats, and then we'll just go into it, fellas. All right? Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes went for 21-30, 255 yards, one TD. And that was a rushing TD. Uh, and he had a pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just they just got him separate. I don't know why they got him separate. Okay. And uh, also, Daryl uh, is Daryl Williams, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Went for uh, thirteen of seventy-eight yards, huh? And uh, had a sixty a six six yards per carry average. Dude got it done, man. He uh, like I was selling beats. He definitely capitalized on his opportunities when given to him. So well done, D. Will. Good performance. Uh, Pat went for three carries, 14 yards. Our uh, top receivers was uh, Tariq Hill with eight receptions, 110 yards, zero TD. And you had T. Kelsey, a uh, big-time tight end, eight receptions as well, 109 yards, one TD. In the defense department, uh, Charvarius Ward was the leading uh, tackler with six tackles. Tyron Matthew had one INT, five tackles. And Sneed, the rookie, had three tackles and one sack. But like I was saying, uh, we did get out of there with a victory. But it didn't go how we all thought. Pat was knocked out the game, and Chad Henney had to come in to t- take over for Pat. But, fellas, what is your thoughts on this game? Because we didn't look too great, but we were able to get it done. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what ultimately uh, turned out to be, <laughs> you know, a close game um, when Pat went out. Um, third quarter with about eight minutes to go. You know, um, it is what it is. We're moving on. Um, we will be hosting the Bills here this Sunday, ASC Championship game. Running back is still full in effect. But uh, offensively, I like how we came out with the swagger. We took it right down the field, punched it in, you know, um, set the tempo early. You know, um, you talked about it, Cal. Uh, Darrell Williams uh, ran with so much heart and passion. It was good to see that. You know, I really like to see that from Darrell. You know, one thing I really like about him, a guy that paid attention to, he always falls forward 
when he's getting tackled, things of that nature. You're never going to see him falling to the side or, or, or falling back. He always falls forward. So, uh, very good uh, performance from uh, Darrell Williams to come in and really, you know, um, dice the Cleveland Browns up where we didn't necessarily expect that kind of overshadowed Le'Veon Bell. You know, that was real good. Um, but yeah, the offense came out. It was the total opposite. I said that was one of my keys. I wanted to see a fast start comparing to last year's divisional where we were down 24 nothing. Um, offensively, I felt we were doing what we wanted to do this whole afternoon, moving the ball up and down the field, whether it was running, passing, like you said, T. Kels, Tyreek Hill stepped up. First time in uh, Chiefs history, actually, two uh, receivers went for over 100 yards in the postseason game. So, shouts out to them, too, for standing up and being being the staples that they are for Pat. You know, that chemistry between Pat and Kelsey is just unreal. But, you know, offense did what they had to do. Uh, defensively, I can't, I can't say nothing. Um, this defense, this defense played lights out. This, this was a very good defensive effort. Um, holding Nick, holding Chubb and Kareem Hunt to only 18 yards. Yes, you heard me right, sports here. Holding Kareem Hunt and Chubb to 18 yards rushing in the first half. Yeah, they kind of gained some traction hey. up underneath their feet in the hey, third quarter, getting 70. I'm just going to add this in there since you're talking about it. For the whole game, um, they held the Cleveland Browns. Well, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, because uh, Baker Mayfield got a little extra yards to bump it up just a little bit. But we held the Cleveland – we have that uh, running back duo to 101 yards combined that whole game. Exactly. You, you, you were getting my drift. But, yeah, like my man Beats came in and said, you know, just that defensive effort, you know, I'm talking about the defense, you know, uh, Snead playing like he's been an eight-year veteran in this league in his first playoff game, you know, coming up real big, you know, in key moments. You know, he only had the lone sack. Uh, this defensive front, you know, was good pressure. You know, Chris Jones, you know, um, bringing pressure all day, you know, really forcing Baker Mayfield you know, to get rid of the ball early. Spags creating some things. I was talking to Beats um, uh, after the after the fact, and I was saying I like how Spags was able to implement in on those bootlegs instead of having K-Pass or Okafor try to create that pressure plus at the edge. He was bringing the safety down there to actually bring that pressure. So that was a good switch up from Spags defensively. Um, defensively one, you know, like I said, there there would be no Chad Henry third and 14 scramble or the fourth and one completion of Tyreek Hill if the defense does not come out and um, get a three and out in that situation. There would be none of that. They did what they had to do. Um, it, it's, like I said, man, a couple weeks ago, it's blood in the water with this unit. I just feel like they just come out and play when it's time. Short and quick special teams. We got to get it together. Bucker, please. Uh, that was the epitome of four points that was actually left on the field. We got to get it together, man. Told whatever you got to do, talk to them, whatever. We have to that, We have to be putting that stuff through the hoop. Just plain and simple. 
I mean, you know, but besides that, we got the dub, fellas. I really don't have, you know, too much uh, hate. It happened to Pat. Um, that's that's another thing. The play call with Pat, I hate it. Uh, throw it out the window. Like I was talking about Lamar Jackson. This is your quarterback, your $500 million man. Throw it out the window. You ran it You ran it in the Super Bowl last year. He scored on it. You ran it earlier in the game where he scored on it. Come on. Like, that, Darrell Williams was running with heart and passion all day long. He can't pick up that one yard. The shirt, you know, yes, I know we won. But that's my little rant. The play call, scratch it just like I did the QB sneak. You know, hopefully pass all right. He can play Sunday in this AFC championship game versus Buffalo. But shouts out to my guys, man, to our guys for getting this uh, very close 22 to 17 victory at Arrowhead versus a very motivated and passionate Cleveland Browns team. Oh my God. Shut up with that damn one. Stupid ass pack. Anyway, like I was saying. Uh, I'm going to pick it up right where you left off um, with that play call. Um, to me, he didn't even pick that on that play. Mahomes didn't even pick up the first. And then when Chad, Chad Henning's in the game, they go for it and they run it with Darrell Williams. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused on the, the, uh, I guess the play calling or the situation of when to actually run the ball or you you have confidence in your O-line and then you don't um, and you want to run, you know, that option play where Pat's on the edge and you have the running back behind him type of deal. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of confused on that, Andy. Um, like you said, uh, you probably won't see that play again. Um, so, uh I don't know. They got to figure. They got to figure out that short yardage situation. But like I said, on the very next play, it was fourth and inches, and then we went for it again. And then earlier on that drive, while Pat was in the game, we faced a, uh, we faced a what third and one or something like that, and we ran the rail ones, and you still picked it up. So I don't get why. Yeah, I don't get. I don't. I don't get the play call on on that in that sequence. And the decisions on on how they're going to do that. Uh, that's very fishy to me or just seems wishy-washy. Um, as far as the whole game, um, Cleveland did not have a chance or did not even lead the whole game, did not take the lead in this game. Um, I believe we were very much in control of this game, like Lee was a, a pointing to. Um, the um, If Harrison Buckner doesn't miss those field goals, uh, you know, that's a four-point swing uh, in the other direction. And then if, you know, if we clean up some things and actually punch it in there towards the end, if, you know, if uh, Pat doesn't have that turf toe that's bothering him and things of that nature, uh, maybe we can be up a little bit more. But I felt we were very, very much in control of this game all the way through. It's just when, when Pat went out, um, Cleveland Brown – Saw a light at the end of the tunnel and try to go for the light at the end of the tunnel before, you know, it blacked out on. So, um, as far as defense, I just want to give kudos to Dirty Dan. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, Lee, but, you know, you know, I always give him a hard time. But in, in playoff uh, games, he always comes up big. 
And on that uh, nice hit at the one uh, yard line, which was legal, by the way, um, you know, the ball ended up going out out of the end of the end zone and being a touchback and being our ball. So that's a very key play in this game. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I have anything else, but, but I just like the all overall game plan. We came out, we controlled the game. Um, and it's just unfortunate that Mahomes got hurt. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, once, Chad Henney threw that pick, that lame duck into the end zone. I thought the game was over. I texted the guys, and I was like, whoop, there's your ball game. Um, because I just felt the momentum had swung so much towards that way that we weren't going to be able to hold down the fort. But I've been wrong before, and I and I probably it's going to be the first or last time. So, um, you know, the guys pulled it on out. Chad Henney with the, with the obvious, uh, you know, Third and 14, he ran and got within, um, you know, a yard. And then the uh, the play call that they've been pretty much running all year kind of in these situations against, you know, Miami. Uh, they did it against Tampa Bay. They did it against uh, New Orleans as well. Um, run that little uh, play to Tyreek over there to pick up the first to ice the game. So, um you survive the week. You give your you give your quarterback another a crack at it. Um, from all the reports that I'm hearing, um, at least today, I haven't really read them. Just saw headlines, but they said the Chiefs are very optimistic that he'll play. But I guess you just got to see how the week goes and what the independent doctor is going to do as far as clearing them or not. So uh, I'll swing to you, Kyle. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff I kind of wanted to cover. Uh, you guys killed it as usual, but uh, no, 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 seriously, uh, y'all did. And uh, but but I was like, uh, loving from the Chiefs defense is them allowing Tyron to be around in that line, roaming around, having to get pressure on that QB, which he was able to do. He kept Baker uh, rattled, <clears throat> it was in his psyche a lot of that game, that's why he was able to get that pick off. Because he was trying to hurry up and get that ball up out of there. Uh, 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 Chris Jones, Tyron was uh, roaming that line, taking care of business. And shouts out to Dirty Dan. Always been one of my favorite Chiefs players. Another guy's knocking sometimes, especially beats. That was not a dirty hit. You look at the replay, the shoulder pad, it made contact first. If anything, that should be in the training video on how to properly tackle. Because his shoulder hit first, not his helmet. Uh, but like I said, the Chiefs defense showed why they're Super Bowl winners. They helped us maintain that game. Cleveland's offense wasn't – they did have the momentum after that Chad Henney throw, which was up in the air for about six weeks. But uh, <laughs> they were able to uh, make the momentum shift back into our favor. So uh, hats off to that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, on the offense before Pat went down, what I didn't like was – Yes, we were on the field. We had game. We, and we controlled the clock. We controlled the clock before Pat went down. But we wasn't scoring all the way down the field to get a field goal or for a bunker to potentially miss a field goal. That's what I don't like. We're, 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 we're chewing up the clock. We're doing what we're supposed to do, but we're not capitalizing in these areas where we should be able to score at. That's the shit that's going to bite us in the ass. 
it's, it's been like that for a while. We can't score. Once we get to a certain area of the field, and then Bucker gets in there, if it's sitting inside the 33-yard line, 33 yards, he's going to miss it. What do you guys stop? Because none of y'all say anything about that. I mean, we was chewing the clock up, but we wasn't scoring. Well, that's what I was saying. It was just like uh, red zone efficiency. Uh, like you said, uh, we'll get down there, and whether it's a, 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 a overthrown ball or things like things of that nature were stalling those drives out. I didn't necessarily mention it because it's not like they were those drives were concluded with a punt. No, it was either a missed field goal or like you say, you know, the missed field goals. So, but we were moving that ball, you know, up and down the field all day long. Uh, like you said, yeah, you want them to punch it in for seven, but you know, it's not going to be like that each and every time. You, We want it to, but, you know, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. The, like, the Chiefs have enough weapons to punch it in some way, somehow. But we do know that 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 the field gets shorter when you get down into that red zone. So you're kind of able to, you know, bundle everything up. If, if the Chiefs didn't have the Cleveland Browns Offense on lock, the Chiefs defense. We would have lost this game. Okay, like I said, we, we left points on the field. If Bucker would have made that field goal he missed, it would have been an eight-point lead instead of a five-point lead. Uh where we were trying to chew up the clock in the fourth quarter. If the Chief as the Cleveland Browns, I'm just saying, if they would have scored when the momentum was in their favor. Could the Chiefs offense came back and, 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 and scored on that Cleveland defense, which had Hitty at the end? Well, we did actually put up three points with Hitty. So, okay, that, uh, yeah, yeah, we put up three. But yeah. at this point, it would they would have had a set. They would have uh, had a. Uh, I think if they would have, if, if they would have scored, they would have took the lead. If Cleveland would have scored again say on that drive where I was talking about where the defense came out with a three and out mm-hmm. and everybody questioning why Cleveland punted the ball with three minutes left. If it say Cleveland goes down and score that situation and leave like a minute 30 on the clock for him to go down and, 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 and get a field goal to potentially win the game, I think Henny could do that. I really, really do. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't fucking know. I, to, in, in my belief, no. Just just because the way that um, Cleveland changed up their game plan at that point, oh, they really went to oh, you're not having Tyreek Hill or uh, or uh, Kelsey at that point. So they were playing it a little bit different too. And then to go back to your other point as far as the red zone efficiency. I think that the Cleveland Browns, that was their game plan was to, uh, you know, uh, don't get beat over top. Let them matriculate down the field. And after a while, if they're starting out of play, they're either going to get a holding penalty or they're just going to stall out or maybe even uh, turn over the ball. Um, So 
Um, like Lee said, when you're in that red zone, the field is condensed. This is where uh, I believe Lee said he wants uh, Julio Jones next year, a big physical wide receiver. This is where this will come in, come into play, or at least help the Chiefs in this regard as far as their red zone efficiency. Um, yeah, you got Tyreek Hill, but they're more likely going to double him. They're going to be looking at Kelsey. It's up to the other guys to beat. Uh, you know, they're one-on-one matchups, and they weren't necessarily doing that. That's why uh, Sammy Watkins is a big uh, is a big factor because uh, he can beat one-on-one coverage most of the time, at least, you know, nine out of ten times. So um, that's where I'm at with it. But to, the other question as far as Sandy, no, because, I mean, I already said it, but, I, I mean, just the way they were playing it, he, I mean, he would have to really – at that point, you're just playing the defender end zone at that point. You can let him get whatever the hell you want underneath because he's not going to throw a fucking bomb like that anyway. So, um, so no. Yeah. That's just the thing that, that, that kind of, like, scared me. You know, yeah, we got the dub. But if they would – I don't know. Thank God we weren't in that position to find out. But, uh, I mean, Chad Henley did go for six of eight for 66 yards, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. But uh, you don't know if our general Pat will be on the field next week. Uh, without Pat, I mean, Buffalo doesn't scare me. But without Pat, I don't know uh, what to expect. But we'll go ahead. I was just gonna say, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, the defense are gonna, the defense cannot give up more than seventeen points. Right. That's your limit. But uh, we'll, I ain't gonna, uh, we'll get into that on the uh, pregame. Just something to think about next uh, for the next show, fellas. But uh. I guess we'll go on into our uh, NFC and AFC picks. Yeah. We already know who we got on the AFC. But, uh, fellas, uh, who you got coming out the NFC? Oh, shit, and we're going to do that on the I, I, I guess it's just because Martin Luther King, I don't know why a day and all that, why I'm off like that. Like, it's like I'm thinking, this is, yeah, yeah, I forgot Friday. Sorry, sports heads. I'm, I'm off. Like, <laughs> I'm off. And I was going I was going to throw in. I was going to throw in. We're at Tuesday. Tomorrow, this is I just wanted to throw this news in here. Tomorrow, Pat is actually going to try to jump even bigger hurdles and I guess go through like individual like workouts or things of that nature. So he's going to practice to some capacity. Um, you're not going to hear from Patrick Mahomes. No, at no point this week. So, Chiefs heads, sports heads, don't freak out because you're not going to hear from him. Media, uh, Zoom conferences, things of that nature. You're just not, so don't freak out. But today, he has, uh, this is per Adam Chef, he has very, very good uh, tests. Today, so you know he's still in the protocol, 
But, you know, it's just it's just one of them things that you have to, you know, wait and see, you know, because if you guys remember, Alex Smith actually went out with the concussion in that game against the Colts where they came back with Andrew Luck and beat us, and he actually returned to that game. So it's just about, you know, you can be in a percussion protocol, things of that nature, but if you pass certain uh, – Certain if they don't see nothing, you know, learning or nothing like that, or on a scan, see nothing going on with your brain, you'll be all right. Uh, so I, I just wanted to throw that news out there. He's going to practice that stuff capacity That's starting good to hear. That's good to hear, man. tomorrow. Yes, I was just gonna say it's a day to day thing, pretty much. You just gotta see this. How his body and um, and whatever that that test is that you know that can check his balance or whatnot and see if he's all the way there. So I guess there was a what I was listening to on uh, Therese Paler, uh, Therese Paler's show, his podcast. He was talking about like um, they do like before, like during a training camp or whatever. They do like these tests or whatever, you know, just to check where you're at, how your sensors are or whatever to that effect. And then they base it off of that if it's kind of close to where that is, you know, before they start playing the game. So, so. Right, right. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I was just going to say that game I was talking about with Alex Smith where he actually came back. He actually had a shattered eardrum. And it knocked his equilibrium all out of whack. But he was able to come back in that same game that I'm talking about. Nick Foles came in and Alex Smith came back in. But he act, there's a couple of things that can actually put you in that dizzy type of thing. It's a nerve. It's a couple of nerves in your neck, which what they're saying ultimately happened to Pat. One of the nerves got tweaked. Your eardrum could knock your, you know, your equilibrium off. It's, there's a lot of things. You hitting the turf hard, how Lamar Jackson did. So, yeah, but I just wanted to throw that news out there. It's good news to know that he has passed all proto concussion protocol-related tests thus far and is looking to take the extra jump over these next hurdles tomorrow by participating in some workout individually right, right, or whatever. Right. Come on. <laughs> I was just going to say, looking back at the replay, it looked like he didn't even hit the turf. It was more of the dude, like, choking him and twisting him around. Yeah, uh, like I said on that hit, sorry about that, sports is, uh With that hit, the it wasn't so much as the hit or the way he landed. It was where the dude, like, Pulled it like now what Lee said about the neck and pulling and throwing off your uh your balance. How that dude took Pat by the head and pulled his neck after that tackle. That's what I think what did it because he didn't hit the ground that hard. Yeah, ain't right. And it was something malicious to it, uh, kind of because Travis Kelsey said after the game, once the cat made the hit. He got up and like just walked away, and I don't know if Cat, I don't know if Pat kind of, you know, made a, a a sound or something. Why he was getting twisted up, 
But that guy knew he had hurt Pat, and he got up, and that's what Kelsey was, you know, kind of alluding to with the reporters. Like, you know, the guys on the defense was, oh, that's what we do. That's what we do. Things of that nature when Pat was sitting there, you know, on the ground. So, is yeah, the guy tweeted afterwards, hope you can play next week, yada, 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 go be great. Pat responded, it, all good, brother, or whatever. But, yeah, it, it looked like it was a little bit of extra, extra jazz going on. But that's just me. No, I agree with you. But it is what it is. All right. All right. Well, the fucking guy, like, I think it was a little bit of a dirty hit my damn self, man. I mean, dude, I mean, he did put a little extra on that when they was in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And he got up and walked away from Pat. You go back and look at it. He got up and walked away quick. Like I said, I don't know if Pat let out a little, oh, or whatever. But he knew, he knew he had hurt Pat. And like I said, for them guys to be, oh, that's what we do, and, you know, to, to get Kelsey fired, fired up like that. You know, it is what it is, but you didn't, you didn't stop nothing. You, you, you going home. Y'all going home. We advance. So it's all good. It's all good. But uh, you'll have to chop you had to chop Patrick Mahomes' body in half for him not to play in this game Sunday. I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm putting that out there now. On my end, playing in this game. He's playing in this game. He's going to do everything in his power to play. And I don't I don't see it no other way. I don't. Once he jogged off that field, coming out that tent, yeah, man. That's Pat, Pat's playing Sunday. I'm just putting that out all there right, now, right. Sports Well, Sports Heads, uh, we'll be back for the uh, Friday uh, recap. Well, I'm sorry, uh, pregame and everything of that nature. And, uh, our picks. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> you just all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I know, man. I'm sorry. But I'm, it's some stuff going on in my background, too, so I'm kind of listening to that. And y'all recording at home. Y'all recording at home. Oh, uh, yeah, but after this, when I get off the phone with y'all, out the pod, I didn't, call, I didn't have a conference call with y'all real quick. Uh, but yeah, Sportshead, this concludes an ep- another episode of Sports Talk KC. If you're checking for me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia Beats. Where can they find you? If you're checking for me, you can find me at DBeats1492 on all social media platforms. That's D-E-B-E-A-T-S-1492. And then also, you know, just uh, just want to thank the Sportshead for listening to the podcast. Um, you know, we're uh, approaching 100, uh, you know, episodes here. Um, but uh, just be sure to um, listen to us on your preferred podcast, follow, leave a review, like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend to tell a friend, share, share, share. We really do appreciate it. And also, um, I don't know when we're going to do this, guys, but I would like to do like a little mailbag or, you know, read a couple, um, you know, uh, DMs we get or something like that on the show, answer some questions or something like that. Maybe we can, you know, since it's getting to this point of the year, things are going to die down. We can answer some questions about whatever, I guess, as far as in the sports world that people may have. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, 
And then Lee, if they check them for you, what can they find you? Yeah, y'all can hit me up uh, right at Radham Jaws at Instagram, Facebook, and the Sports Talk KC page. Yeah, like the, uh, like Beats was saying, you know, keep on tapping in, keep on spreading the word because we're still putting it in here at Sports Talk KC as the season gets closer and closer to the end. Hope our Chiefs can be right there in Tampa Bay representing again. So keep on tapping in. We go just keep on dropping. All right, Sports here. Till next time, we're about to go. Oh, <laughs>